Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. If you have been trying to declutter your house, and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list. And I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it. Or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. All right, everybody, welcome to today's episode. I am here with my friend, Tracy, who is, she runs the podcast, Vision Drip and Mom, and she specializes in helping moms with ADHD get control of their lives. And she's hosting a workshop this weekend. Um, If you're watching this after January 7th, that's okay. Um, But she's hosting a workshop this weekend called the ADHD Reset, which is something that she's done herself for the last 20 years. Is that what you said, Tracy? Yeah, a couple decades. Yeah, Yeah, a couple decades. So she knows what she's doing here. And I'm super excited to talk with her. We're going to talk about ADHD and motherhood. Um, If you don't have ADHD or you're not sure, we're going to talk about just the symptoms and kind of what that looks like on a day-to-day basis. And if it resonates with you, if you're like, oh my gosh, I experienced this, then this reset is going to be great for you because essentially it's letting go of all of the things that you've done in the past that don't work for you and haven't worked for you when it comes to 
just creating an annual plan, right? Which is a big thing, but also strategies for like the day-to-day so that you can actually maintain your life, feel like you're in control um, and all these great things. So thank you, Tracy, for this. I'm going to be at the workshop too. Um, It's a big event that I'll let Tracy tell you about, but I'm excited to be there and hang out with you all too. Perfect. Yes. So yeah, Tracy, tell us just a little bit. um, You can tell us a little bit about the workshop, but then we'll dive into like what exactly you're covering and how it's going to help moms like us. Okay, absolutely. So uh, I am a mom with ADHD. Um, I have known for several decades and um, have kind of spent the past couple decades learning all kinds of different ways to to support myself because my brain works differently. Um, So the past couple of decades, like Krista said, I have been doing a, a reset of sorts. Um, that is not, it's much different than starting the new year with new year's resolutions, because I'm here to tell you, they do not work for us. <laughs> they do not work for us with ADHD. I found myself, um, getting really disappointed in myself for not being able to follow through on these big, huge goals that I was set each year and feeling shameful that I couldn't like, what is wrong with me? Like, why can people can do all kinds of things and why not me? So I've learned that we need to let go. Like Krista said, we need to let go of what is not working. And here's what I know too. We are, it's 2023 and it's almost three years ago when, uh, when the pandemic hit, right? I know that in survival <laughs> in the neurodiverse households, and and if you don't know that you have ADHD as well, right? If you have symptoms, if this is really resonating with you, that we all have created some uh, not so healthy um, habits and uh, and patterns in our lives. So we need to kind of be able to see it. We need to see what what's been going on, especially you know we're going to start with what with 2022 and kind of kind of do a um, do a, a scan. We're going to do a brain dump. We're going to get it all out, everything that happened, all the ways that we feel we felt, all the things. We're going to get it all out, do a brain dump, and then we're going to do some inquiry, right? Because we tend to label things as black and white. This was good. This was bad. But it's not necessarily, nothing is black and white. So we ask these questions. I'll be guiding you through asking yourself these questions so that we can kind of turn things around. I call it a memory makeover. Oh, and we can, so we can see things differently. We can also see what's not working and we can let them go, right? Letting go of the thoughts, the patterns, the the habits that we've developed that aren't working for us. Um, and we can talk about this, the, the, the planner, um, the planner dilemma that <laughs> those of us with ADHD have, we could talk about that in a little bit. So we're going to, I'm going to guide you through this process. It's a four hour, I call it an experience because it's not a workshop. It's an experience, right? We're not sitting in front of a, a laptop um, for four hours, we're doing all kinds of, it's a, it's kind of a hybrid of movement and of, um, of interaction and, um, in some, some of your own work as well, some workshop time. Um, and it's a beautiful way to start the year fresh and clean, right? Refreshed, empowered to ready to start the new year rather than the way that we often do it burned out and depleted. I mean, because I'm here to tell you by the time we have made it through the year and as well as taxing our our uh, executive functioning skills through the holidays most of us including me raising my hand i feel depleted right i don't want to start the new year that way so anyway that's kind of a kind of a some highlights of the uh of the uh the the uh experience yes yeah we we will talk about planners and i like the reason that i wanted to introduce you all to Tracy, invite you to this is because obviously I talk about decluttering all of the time, which is getting rid of the things that aren't aren't working for you. And I think that a lot of times when we're struggling with things, the default solution is to like add things in just to do more things. And I love that you focus on and start by like, no, like reduce these things, like get rid of these things. Like for example, planners, because every year in the group (laughs) and in the motherhood simplified community, I give you all a reminder that if you've never used a planner before and you've purchased many planners in the past that just sit there empty, like save yourself the trouble and don't get another one. 
try something different, which is what this um, workshop is going to show us how to do, right? Different things that we can try to let go of those things that don't work. The planners, they don't work. (laughs) Right. Um, The New Year's resolutions, they don't work. And it's kind of a joke. It's almost laughable now. Like even my 13-year-old daughter was laughing about it yesterday. She's like, I'm not going to do resolutions because I see everybody doing it around me and they're like, woohoo for a few weeks and then it's gone. Right. And um, so, yeah, it's setting yourself up for success and trying things in a different way, right? The definition mm-hmm. of insanity is doing the same thing, expecting different results. Right. Not going to do that. Um, and I love that you bring in the approach for those who have ADHD, whose brains are different, which is why I love your content too. You talk about that all of the time. Like nothing is wrong with you. You don't need to just try harder. You just need to do something different, right? Right, right. Um, okay. So kind of on the note of planners for me, and you all can decide if you agree or not, but one of the reasons that I I want to like planners and like I want them to work for me is for the consistency. So right. can you tell us about consistency, like why that's difficult for us and um, how we can create consistency in a way that works? Yeah. And so I'm going to tell you a quick little story about planners. So, and I'm going to, um, I'm going to do a before and after I did, did a decluttering of my office and that has been sitting here like completely a mess for, um, since we kind of moved my dad. Anyway, I, um, I decided I had a stack of like eight planners, eight years of planners, beautiful, pristine, because I did not use them. Right. So I pulled them apart and I'm going to use them as like, like, uh, um, in my fire pit, (laughs) I pulled the leather part off of them and they're beautiful, beautiful planners. And you know what? Every year, I was so excited and they're, they're pristine and beautiful and I'm going to use this. And I just wouldn't. And like you said, I like to use them with the idea of consistency, but we are not like the rest of the world. If you have, if you have ADHD or if you have the, the, uh, or if consistency is is difficult for you, we need to do something different, right? Mm-hmm. So there are lots of different ways that we can that we can um, that we can be consistent. One of the biggest things for me, Krista, is getting clear on what it is that I that I want, right? What do I want? What do I want? What 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 do I want consistency with? And is it important and interesting enough? to keep my brain engaged. That's like one of the biggest things because I'm, <laughs> this is another interesting thing. Knowing myself, I don't ever buy into, um, into things like, uh, like, uh, diets and exercise and those kinds of things. I just know myself and I'm not going to do it. And recently, a couple months ago, I had a little weak moment and I bought this, this thing and, it does, it's not, it wasn't interesting and important enough for me to do it regularly, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. It's um, for me, it's deciding, and somebody made a comment on Instagram that I'm going to bring up, but yeah, it's deciding like, is it, do I feel like this is important because other people are saying it's important or is right. it because I actually think it's important? Right. And so what Meg said on Instagram is that undated planners work for me. No guilt if I stop and come back. I think that's a great example of like, I love that. Yes. Right. Make it work for you. And, um, I don't, yeah, I don't understand why I'm like, why don't all planners come undated? That makes the most sense to me, but that's a great way of making it work for you. And just, I'm excited for your, your workshop because I've done things like that too. I'm like, okay, I've, I accepted that a planner with dates in it and like really rigid timelines, aren't going to work for me. So I'll get one without, without that. Right. You know, I can write in the dates and I can do like Meg said, like come back to it. And then I tried that even that for a couple of years. And I realized that those still just make me feel bad. It still just makes me feel bad because I come back to it and I'm like, Oh, I fell off of the the wagon again. I was again. Right. And then there's that shame cycle that here I am again. Yes. And so I finally come to a place where the thing that, and I've tried like the desk planners, which I liked for a long time, mm-hmm. but I've learned that the important thing to me, like coming back to what you're saying, the important thing for me and my consistency is flexibility, first of all, because 
I have five kids. Sports, Mm -hmm. school, things change. Work schedules change. Appointments change. So the most important thing for me is having something that I can see that I don't have to open it up because if it's out of sight, it's out of mind for me. I have to be able to see it and I have to be able to edit it on the spot. So like a paper calendar, even on the wall, doesn't work for me because I have to like, it sounds so silly when I say it out loud, but like if I have to erase it, it's just not going to (laughs) happen. Right. right. Like a pencil eraser. If it's dry erase, I just go like this. So easy. I can do that. But the important thing for me is to have at least enough structure to get through my day and flexible enough that I can add to it. Like just as I'm literally walking by. Um, And that's what works for me. So I don't buy the planners anymore. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's, the, the most important thing we're not talking about plan. I mean, we're talking about planners as an example of consistency. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the, the beautiful thing is that we can figure out what works for us, right? Okay. I've tried this thing. It doesn't work. I've tried this thing. It doesn't work. Now here's the thing. It doesn't mean that something might not work, that some, something isn't going to work at a different point in time. Right. I mean, who knows? Right. But we're being willing to, to be open to possibilities that there are different ways and that our minds are creative, right? Especially our ADHD minds. Oh my gosh. The adaptations that we're able to make are incredible. But knowing that consistency is challenging for us, we do need it to be interesting and important for our ADHD minds to, um, to, uh, to hook onto it, right. And to, to stick with it. We have to have a, a, a really good why. Right and good what like for for me I um I was a runner for, I ran for decades right and then I sprained my ankle and it took forever I mean it was probably six months before I was able to run again I started running again and I realized wow I really hate running <laughs> right? so for me to it, I guess I bring that up because for me to get back into it and keep doing it again. It had to be something that I that was interesting to me. No, it's not interesting to me. Why was I doing it? I don't know. Maybe because I had an accountability buddy. That's another that's another way that we can stay consistent with setting up little systems for ourselves to um to stay accountable. Yeah. Like you, Krista. Yes. <laughs> you are helping me to stay accountable. <laughs> I love working with you <laughs> for so many reasons. Um, but yeah, that accountability is big. And I want to talk too about, um, so kind of what you were saying is like being flexible and there's so many options, right? Which brings us to like decision fatigue and actually Mm -hmm. making a decision on like, what do we actually do or try? Because I feel like for me, it's like, I try everything, right? And then I don't really get a chance to like figure out what works or I get stuck and I try nothing. So um, can we, yeah, can we talk about like decision-making and how to make that simpler? especially when we're trying to recover and like refresh and start off the year in a different way. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I firmly believe that clarity is the, is the cure for, um, for, uh, um, for overwhelm, for, um, you know, our confusion, decision fatigue, when we know what we want, and I call these our absolute yeses and our absolute no's our absolutes, we, after we have done this process, um, at the, at the, uh, the experience, after we've done the process of kind of doing the mind decluttering, right? We're doing some mind decluttering, get it all, getting it all down and out of our minds and on paper. We're looking at the year. We're deciding, you know, kind of, um, kind of, um, uh, asking ourselves some questions. And then we're going to kind of take what, what we have, um, what we've had, what we've discovered. And we're going to decide on, you know, what what are my absolute yeses going into the new year? What are my absolute no's? Mm-hmm. And again, they have to be interesting and important to you for you to for for them to stick, right? But right. once you know your absolute yeses and your absolute no's, if it doesn't fit, if if something comes to you, if an idea comes to you or something comes through Instagram or whatever and it doesn't fit in your absolute yeses and your absolute no's, it's a no. If yeah. it's not an absolute yes, yeah. it's a no. And I know it sounds simple and it is, 
but it takes some like bringing yourself back. Uh, this is a, 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 I've known for decades that I have at least a book or two in me. Mm-hmm. And last year I had this um, opportunity to, uh, to, to, uh, to really dig into, okay, maybe it's time, maybe it's time, but you know what? I had done this, this, my absolutes for the beginning of 2022. And you know what? Writing a book was not in it. Although my ADHD mind loves something shiny, right? Something shiny and new. Oh my gosh, this is great. I can't wait to do this, but it wasn't, I, I had decided ahead of time. Now that doesn't mean that we can't kind of feel in and by talk about this too, the uh, kind of checking in with yourself and seeing how it feels using your intuition, mm-hmm. you know, there we can pivot, but we're not going to say yes to every single thing that comes along. And you're right. Sometimes we have, we, we have so many things that come our way and we're like, yes, 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 yes. And then we get overwhelmed or we don't make any decisions at all. So mm-hmm. This is one of the things that we're going to to address is the decision making. Decision making is just and it's it's just those simple things sometimes like making an appointment. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like deciding what to, you know, what to pack for an, an event for the, you know, like a simple event for a day, you know? Yeah. Simple things. Mm-hmm. I love that. That was I like that you speaking of clarity. Oh, cuz I was like, okay, Tracy, so tell me, are we going to cover this? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. And yes. um for those of you who are like longtime listeners or you're familiar with my content, decluttering, like decluttering your mind. Um that's one thing that I I teach like indirectly. Like that's a that's a mm-hmm. huge side effect and side benefit of decluttering that I talk about all of the time. It's like it reduces those running to-do lists in your mind. So I'm ex- so excited that you are going to be actually giving us strategies for the the mind, right? Because I'm like, yes. I don't I, I know how to do it for myself, but just because you know how to do something for yourself doesn't mean you know how to teach it. Tracy knows how to teach it. So come hang with us and learn because you're not only going to learn how to do it this weekend or at this event, you'll be able to carry that with you, like getting rid of the things that you, that didn't work Mm -hmm. and then learning new things that you can carry with you into the new year. So in Krista, this is a, when we're talking about letting go, Um, and we're talking about decluttering the mind, right? We, our minds, our minds are not containers. They're not meant to keep dates and keep information and all of the things, right? Our minds, we can use our minds to create really beautiful things in our lives. But if they're so full, kind of like a house, kind of like my office was so full, I couldn't find anything. I know it's here. It's in here someplace, but I can't find it. So I have to let it go so I can make room for what I really want. Right. Mm -hmm. And and I guess you can think of it as uh, as a piece of furniture. Okay. I would really not love a new sofa, but in order to get a new sofa, I have to let go of this one. Right. It's the same thing in our minds. We have to let go of something so we, we, we can replace it with what we really do want. Yes. Or like weeding a garden. Like, yeah, like right. have a purpose and they're not inherently bad. But if they're like killing your garden and taking away the things that you actually do want, then you've got to let them go. You that's make thoughts. Some decisions. <laughs> yes. Those are thoughts. Like we pull yeah. them out. We, and I, yeah. I use that analogy in my work. We pull, we pull the weeds out one by one by one. It comes in. But when we're so flooded with all of these thoughts and all of this stuff and the whole year, right? Mm-hmm. We're not able to really, it, it feels overwhelming. Like how can I pull this one little thought? But when we empty it out, we get it, get it all out and we kind of look at it. It's easier. It's easier to to uh, you know if you think about um, about your garden at the beginning, you know, in the in the spring, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to weed it in order to plant, right? So that's kind of what we're doing, I guess. In in essence, yeah. Okay. So next thing is that all of these, like all of this, like excess. I don't know what you. I don't know how to describe it, but you know, coming through the holidays, getting through the end of the year. Um, whether you celebrate the new year or not, a lot of times people are just kind of decompressing, right. And like taking stock of all of these things. And for those with ADHD, especially it feels intensely overwhelming, which makes us want to feel a sense of control. Right. Mm -hmm. Or, um, I don't know, it's almost for me, 
it's almost like I compensate like too far. Like I just feel so out of control that then I get really rigid. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, right. I have to do it all. Right. So can you explain? I don't know. Like, I don't know if you know the answer for this or if you can like talk to us about it, but why is the intensity of moms with ADD or ADHD so different than people who don't have it? Because I think that will help understand like why we need something different than most people have or most people do. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a doctor, <laughs> right? But what I do know or psychologist, psychiatrist, but what I do know is our minds are, um, we're wired differently, right? Our nervous systems are just wired differently than, than, um, than the rest. I think, what is it? 5%. I can't remember. I'm not good with numbers, but the rest of the world is, I guess they they like to call it uh, neurotypical neurotypical um nervous systems right and ours are a little bit different where our, our our nervous systems are not typical now this is the way that um that ADHD feels ADHD feels to me is that we are constantly bombarded it is not a deficit <laughs> i think it's been very poorly named right De- there is a focus there's a focus issue um but we are so bombarded with um with stimuli, right? With, from the five senses, sometimes, you know, um, uh, our intuition, we feel things, we feel energy, we feel like, and, and we have a difficult time processing what's important, what's not. When we're feeling that overwhelm, it, in, in that, in, it does, it can feel overwhelming, right? Until we are able to bring in practices and rhythms into our lives to be able to kind of discern, you know, what, what, what is important, what's important to me in this moment. Cause it's, it changes like, you know, I'm a yogi and every day on the mat, every, probably if I, if I got on the mat three times a day, I would be different all, all every time that I've gotten on the mat, we're different every day. Right. But we need to discern what is important in this moment. What, what do I need? Right. So the tendency is to, if I, if I have control of it, then I'm not going to feel the overwhelm if I have control. And I think that is Krista, I think that's why we're seeing this, just this, um, this explosion of, um, of moms getting diagnosed with ADHD because that um, the pandemic, we did not have control, right? It was out of control. And I think it was for so many moms that I've talked to that were like, I couldn't, not that we were intentionally hiding it, but I couldn't, I couldn't control. I couldn't, I couldn't, and I just, it sent me into overwhelm. So I believe that it's that, that overwhelm of, of the, uh, the stimuli that we get constantly. Mm-hmm. And the control piece is that if I can control this, then I'm going to feel better, but we don't have to have, we don't have to have that control. We can let go a little bit and actually, and then it makes it easier when things like a pandemic or, you know, your kid gets sick or whatever, um, then it's going to be easier for us to, um, to kind of to center and okay, what's needed in this moment? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes, it does. Hang on. <laughs> I've got a visitor at the door bringing me food. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, <clears throat> that does make sense. And the thing that kind of, you took me down a rabbit hole, but well, I went down a rabbit hole. I, I, I don't know if you could see that spiraling um, ADHD <laughs> in me. Oh, no, no, no. Well, to me, it made sense. <laughs> right. Like that's the great, that's the beauty of like, I understand you. I know where this goes, but um, right. when we're talking about like needing to have a sense of control, like feeling control and um, you, you talk about uh, what, what is it? Dang. Like the overstimulation and needing mm-hmm. to process it in a different way because the brain right. is wired differently and the nervous system is wired differently. So you have to process it in a different way. And for a lot of people, especially with ADHD, my belief, not a doctor here, the hyperactivity right. comes because people, you process things through your body. So oh, yeah, like, absolutely. Um, I like that in, in this, the reset event, 
you're going to be covering ways to process things through your body, right? Like you said, you did running for a long time and then you're like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I hate running. Right. But right. you found something else. You found yoga. And so for things like new year's resolutions, like I can see the correlation of like, instead of being like, oh, I'm going to work out every day or whatever it's going to be, I'm going to figure out a way to like process my world, like through my body, through a consistent practice of whatever that looks like for you. Right. Um, and that being really supportive for moms like this. Yeah. And Krista, I love that you, um, I love that you picked up on that movement. Movement is probably because we do process, but I, I, I feel like, I feel like we as ADHD uh, moms with ADHD, people with ADHD, we feel our way through life. We feel in our bodies. I often wonder if that's why we end up going into our heads because sometimes the feelings in our bodies are just too much. They just feel like too much, right? So we, boop, so we go up into the head and then, and then the head spins, but we are, we're, we're, we're spiritual beings in a human form, right? So we're both, we are, we are, we're, we're, we have, there are three parts to us, the mind, body, and soul, right? And we're not separate. So we, we can bring ourselves back into our bodies and movement. I like to imagine even just like shaking your arms out. I like to imagine that I'm like, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, then I'm actually shaking that energy right out of my body. But there are simple things that we can do. We don't have to run five miles a day, seven days a week. (laughs) We don't have to do that. And we shouldn't, right? I mean, I guess if that, if you love that, (laughs) yeah, but, but we don't have to do it. We we get to find what works for us. Mm -hmm. And be open to it changing. Um, Right. Yeah. I liked what you said too. And maybe those of you listening, I'm trying to like pepper in just things that are like, oh my gosh, I relate. But I remember like, even as a kid, sometimes as an adult as well, being like, I can't, I can't feel this all the way. Cause I feel like my body will explode. <laughs> right. 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 And then that we do, dramatic, we go into our heads, true. right. I'm not going to feel this here. So I'm going to go up here. Yeah. But when we can bring ourselves back down into our bodies, then we can process, then we can, we can move it through. It's real it's fascinating. Not even negative. It wasn't, it wasn't even always negative. It was just oh, no. like right. so excited. Like, I feel like my legs are going to fall. fall off right. If I don't right. go run. <laughs> yeah. If I don't move it. Yes. Yeah. And that's true. The excitement, right. I mean, I don't know if you've, um, it, Kids especially do this like hand flapping. It's mm-hmm. mo- it, it's it's mostly a um, an autistic kind of um, characteristic, but kids with ADHD do this too. Like so excited. It doesn't have to be it, like you said. It doesn't have to be negative. But sometimes, and it's what they're doing is they're shaking the energy out. Yeah. But the yeah. movement movement is amazing. Now here's the thing too. During this, the 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 uh, the experience is a process. Okay, I'm going to introduce lots of different different uh, tips, tools, and practices to help you stay grounded, to help you you know with focus and all of those things. But the beauty is is that you're going to have an opportunity when we do those absolute yeses and our absolute noes and kind of really decide who do I want to be. Who am I in in 2023, right? How does it feel to be me? And it doesn't mean we're not, you know, we're not doing these big New Year's resolutions and goals, but how does it feel to be me? Mm-hmm. How does it fit? You know, how do I want to feel this year? So it's kind of a, um, but, but and in the process, you are going to learn and discover things about yourself. Oh, maybe this will work for me. I love this. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe this is something that I bring in that is going to be, um, it, it's going to be supportive for me. Now, um, the yoga, absolutely yoga, yoga is the, the, um, my number one way of, uh, connecting mind, body, and soul always. But I love to hula hoop. I got myself one of those big, um, heavy hula hoops. Mm-hmm. I love to hula hoop. So that for me is a way to, you know, I'm getting my 10,000 steps in a day, which is my, my little personal goal, but I can, like I'm a mover. That's <laughs> you know, my ADHD. Right. But there are different, you're going to learn things that work for you. Yeah. What's that? Just a little, like always like the hand thing. Oh, always something. Right. Yeah. 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 Always. Um, Okay. I love that. And I think the final thing that I wanted to touch on with you, 
I think we've done a good job staying on track and moving in like a clear direction. So high five. Hooray for us, like little backpack, Krista. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because we can be all over the place. Yeah. Um, The final thing that I wanted to touch on though, and it, you know, speaking to like just wanting to feel in control and then feeling like, you know, intensity, like through your body. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell a story and I promise it relates, but I remember in, I think it was like second or third grade, there was a kid in my class who, he had ADHD and I think it was way less common than it is now to medicate. And right. he was the only, cause he was the only kid in the class. I don't really know what it's exactly like um, for kids these days who get medications. And I'm not saying that medications like don't use them or anything. I'm just saying, I remember very mm-hmm. clearly as a kid, this kid going to the nurse every day to get his ADHD medication Ritalin. Um, and there was one day and he was always like very, he was a great student, like focused and was like, I don't know if he actually was, he was quiet. Mm -hmm. He was quiet and he did never cause any problems except for one week. I don't know if they were adjusting medications or they ran out or whatever. He didn't have them. He was like off the walls, just chaotic and in trouble that entire week. And as a kid, I remember being like, like, what is that going on? Like Mm -hmm. he doesn't get his medicine and, and he's really not okay. Right. Right. He seems a lot happier when he's, when he gets that right. And everybody else definitely seems happier when he gets that. And that to me in hindsight now is really sad. Like mm-hmm. I think right. um, for, and it had to have been the same for him. Right. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how he is now or what, what, he, what he's doing now, but it's discouraging. Right. And I think because we have this intensity of the way that we process the world, right. things like that, the discouragement feels even more. Right. Mm -hmm. When we're like, oh, I tried to be consistent again and it didn't work. Or I tried to stay focused and it it didn't work. Or I was trying to keep track of my things more and it didn't work. I forgot another appointment and it just like compounds. Um, So will you be covering this in the reset as well? Like how we can deal with that in a a different way? I don't I don't necessarily want to say better, but, you know, in a different way. With the, with the discouragement and the, that, that it sounds like a shame cycle again. I mean, that I saw a, um, a post on, um, on shame this morning on Instagram and shame is a huge one for those of us with ADHD. And it's, it's shame is actually at the bottom of the emotional scale, like very bottom, right? It has the, the lowest frequency of any emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. There are, yes, absolutely. There are ways that we can, that we can, you know, and, and again, I'm talking about how being in your body, how does it feel to be me? How do I want to feel? And kind of noticing and this is kind of geeky, but I have a, um, I have a book. It's the dictionary of emotions. And this is kind of what I do with my clients sometimes is we just like pull out an emotion. We, we look up an emotion and see how it feels in our body. How does this feel in my body? How does the shame feel in my body? How does the discouragement feel in my body? You know, and you can, you can tell it's like a contractive, like almost want to protect yourself Mm -hmm. kind of feeling in your body. And then, oh, but how do I want to feel? And here's the cool thing. We can do that for ourselves. We can do that for ourselves on a daily basis. How do I want to feel? If I want to feel um, I'm looking, I have the, the, the list of, um, of, uh, the emotional scale right on my wall over here. Let's say I want to feel, um, optimism. Well, how does it feel to feel optimistic? Oh, if I'm feeling optimistic, I'm rolling my shoulders back. Um, it's an energetic thing, right? It's, we can do this in our bodies. We can, we can change that. If I don't want to feel that shame, and now we're not going to go from shame to joy, but we can little by little, we can, we can, okay, what would be the next highest emotion? How can I feel? Does that make sense? And it sounds so simple and it is, it's just not easy, right? Cause we have to remind ourselves. And that kind of brings me to, um, I talk about vibe care all the time. Like vibe care is, is something that, um, I think that it is the most, um, the most important and, um, and underutilized, under spoken about. I don't know. I'm trying to think of the words. Um, part of self care, right? Checking in with yourself. How am I feeling? 
because the longer we stay in a feeling, the more it kind of gets locked into a pattern, right? So we're checking in and we'll talk about this a little bit too at the, um, at the, uh, the experience. But, um, unless we're checking in, unless we're aware of how we're feeling, and we could have been, we could be feeling the shame cycle like for the, for an entire day, unless we're checking in. Well, this does not feel good. Well, what would be the next, the next, uh, higher emotion energetically that I want to feel? Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. And I will say as somebody who has never taught this as a kid, um, it's really helpful to get into a space where somebody can give you like the language for it yeah, um, right. and sh- like show you what you're talking about, yeah. um, which is what you're going to be doing at this event. Right. Because I didn't have, I didn't have anything like that as a kid. The only Most thing of I us really did not just don't right. do it. Mm-hmm. Don't do anything. Right. And I think when it comes to like the discouragement and like the shame cycles, um, a lot of it has come from just accepting like, this is how I am. Right. Like, like I said, like my intensity is a lot like it's a lot and as a kid i was always like don't do that right like just don't do that first of all that was what i was told you know whether it was like explicitly or not but then i would also see you know kids like the kid in my class of like (laughs) i can i can i relate to that intensity right clearly it's not acceptable um so i think a lot of what you teach um also everybody she doesn't only have this event. She has a podcast and an entire community that you should go check out um, is acceptance for that mm-hmm. and finding the gifts and what it is. Right. Because um, one thing I just really, it just, I had like a light bulb moment right now. And you even mentioned it before when we've been on calls together, you're like, I don't know how you have like the kids around you. <laughs> and, I don't, and, I, I, cause I'm what I'm the one I'm the, I'm the ADHD that needs like, silence oh yeah See, i'm the type and i'm like why because i haven't always like I, I have this and like now whenever i'm on calls or recording my podcast like i've got this or i've got like things on my feet like a ball that i roll around on my feet and i'm like why am i right. doing this now and it's because i'm not recording podcasts or creating content anymore with the babies around me that would keep right. me keep my body moving right i'm like oh right right like, rocking a baby mm-hmm. recording a podcast <laughs> or of like breastfeeding a baby like hosting a workshop, right? Or all these things. And I don't have to do that anymore because Tara's three. And for the most part, she she can do her own thing around me now. And it right. doesn't require me. But yeah, the whole beginning of motherhood simplified, I was dealing with babies, yeah. holding babies, like moving around with babies, recording and walking. I don't do that anymore. Um, and so I've been able to like accept that instead of like, I even during motherhood simplified, I was like so embarrassed by it. Right. <laughs> um, and I'm like, oh, I don't want people to think I'm weird. But yeah, like it makes so much sense to me now. And I can just accept that of like, oh, rocking the baby was my fidget spinner. <laughs> right. Exactly. I, th- that's a that's brilliant. Cool. <laughs> yeah. That's a brilliant light bulb moment. Yeah. But, oh, okay. And now, and look what I'm doing. I'm adapting. Right. And yeah. that's what we do. And I love that you say acceptance because we do need to accept ourselves, accept our situation, accept the way things are and we can envision we can we accept we have to accept like unless we're accepting we're pushing away right when we're pushing away from that we 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 get more resistance but we can accept and move toward accept and move towards what we want right or how we want to feel yeah right so it's not a it's not a um uh we're not resisting. We're not pushing away from what is accepting. And, 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 and here's the thing too. Acceptance does not mean weak. It does not mean it's not passive. It's accepting what is and. And I love that. Like we can do both. We can accept where we are in life, who, you know, how our brains are wired, our need for a fidget. So I've got my, um, over here, I've got like, I've got all of my stones. I've got like all kinds of things all around me to, to roll into, you know, I've got my, I've got my bracelets that I play with. You can't see it, you know, Mm -hmm. or my, I don't have it on right now, but I've got a, um, a, uh, one of those spinny rings that, that I sit here. So you can't see it, but I certainly am like shaking my leg, moving my body, you know, playing with my bracelets. Um, but it's accepting and. 
accept, I accept where I am. I accept myself and, and my needs and my beautiful, unique brain. Right. And I want more too. I want to feel, you know, and here's the thing too, about the work that I teach, I call it um, vision driven, vision driven living, right. Mm -hmm. Living a vision driven life is that I find that when I'm using these tools and practices that I'm going to share with you uh, on Saturday is that I find that I spend less time down and I'm, it's, I can get myself up and out of a funk more quickly than I used to before. And here's the thing. The goal is never to not feel depressed, to not feel anxiety, to not feel, um, uh, to not feel, you know, that energy, right? Cause we do. That would be a, it's a contradiction. And in a human form, we're, this is who we are. Like we're, 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 we're physical beings that experience life, right? Experience life through our five senses. That's not going to go away. We have monkey mind. We're humans, right? The idea is, and the, 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 um, the uh, the goal is is that we can learn things that work for us our ad- adaptations your your beautiful um crystal that you're playing with that is is that the rose quartz yep yeah yes yep. um but finding the ways that we can that work for us so that we can bring ourselves um more quickly yeah yes um yeah i think the acceptance is, is yeah it's huge and yeah. it helps you it helps you recover quicker it helps you have more confidence in it too. Cause you're kind of like, Oh, nothing's wrong with me. I'm right. Just, this is, this just is it. This is it. And if you can accept it and it actually becomes kind of endearing, like I said, it comes with that confidence of like, Oh, it's kind of endearing. It's kind of cool that I'm kind of weird. <laughs> right. And I can embrace the, the quirkiness. I can love that quirkiness about myself. You know, yeah. I am I am quirky, man. I am a quirky person. You know? I can relate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's okay. And so, and 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 um, and I love the community that you have created, Krista, for um, for all of these moms to feel like, oh, I'm not just like, because most of us spend most of our lives feeling like there is something wrong with me. There is, and it's not yeah. wrong. It's just different. Right. So I love, I love communities like yours that, that kind of embrace the, you know, this is who we are and, and it's, and it's okay. We are okay. Yes. Yes. Well, on that, Tracy, thank you for this. I think for everybody listening, um, Tracy and I are a really good match for each other. Yeah. I've got a skill set in teaching you how to throw away your physical stuff. Tracy's got a really good skill set in simplifying the rest and adding in only strategies that can actually help you based on what she knows about what it's like to be you in a day as a mom. Um, so yeah, we would both love to see you at the reset. If you're, if you're listening to this afterward, um, that's okay. There will be links for you to go find Tracy to see what else she's offering at a different time. Um, she's got a podcast. Um, you can tell us where to find you because I can't remember the exact (laughs) names of your spaces. So yeah, let us know where we can find you. Um, the link is visiondrivenmom.com forward slash ADHD reset, but that link will also be in the description for you. Um, so yeah, let us know where we can find you and listen to the podcast and learn more from you and with you. Yes, absolutely. So definitely check out the podcast vision driven mom with ADHD. It's on all of the platforms. Um, visiondrivenmom.com is my website, vision driven mom. Um, uh, Instagram and vision driven mom with ADHD. Actually, you can just look up vision driven mom and you'll find me. Yes. Consistency. See, <laughs> right. <laughs> you can be consistent. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You can be consistent. I have actually I have a podcast episode coming up soon about consistency. Like we'll I'll go deep in, into consistency. Yeah. We celebrate our wins as we can. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you everybody for hanging out on Instagram. Um, I, if you want the link, if you're watching on Instagram, just comment or message me and I will get it to you. Um, the event is this Saturday. There is a replay. Um, I will be there and I would love to hang out with you. So I will see you all then. Hey. 
before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the Motherhood Simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon. Before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.